1: Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunted gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and the Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to
2: talk to you about The afterlife. Insert bell tolling. Anyway, so Dungeons and Dragons is a magical setting that often has gods and resurrection. So it's worth thinking about for dungeon masters to consider what is the afterlife like in your Dungeons and Dragons world? And as I say far too often, there are an infinite number of possibilities on how to go about such. So before I actually go into the options though just uh, another thing that's probably worth thinking about even before that is what do you the dungeon master know about you know your settings afterlife then what do the players think they know and what do the people in your world think they know because what people think they know does not mean that that is what is actually happening so let's say you know let's just use the real world example actually we don't know if an afterlife actually exists in the real world we don't know if there is a heaven and hell if there is reincarnation if there is simply oblivion after the body dies we don't know but people who are strong like people who have faith believe that there is something after the this mortal life and they believe in certain circumstances that will get them to the afterlife of their choice. So to use the most common example, people believe that if they are good and or do good deeds, then they will ascend into heaven, which is, you know, a place of everlasting joy or to, in some interpretations just a life of permanent service to God. And exactly what is in the afterlife and what people think in D&D is up to you as the dungeon master. There's an infinite number of ways on how you can go about it. So the question then becomes, how do you want your afterlife to work in actuality? And before I start going to options, actually, I can also mention here that you don't actually need to think about this. This is just something that is a little extra for your world building that I think is valuable to just have in your head, but you don't necessarily need to because it is not particularly common for Dungeons and Dragons groups to like journey to the underworld to try to get a friend's soul back or something. Like that. But it is a non zero chance of such a thing potentially happening. So, for that, just in case, or just to make it a potential option, I suggest it because. It's a fun thought tangent and just makes your world like, especially in a higher magic world, just feel a little bit more kind of lived in. So let's start going through types of afterlife. So the most classic is, as I mentioned a little earlier, just heaven or hell. So there is a good place and there's a bad place. Exactly what it means in each is debatable. Exactly what gets you into each is debatable. How long you're there is also debatable so it could be that you know someone who goes to heaven like there's boy how do I even start with this actually so all kinds of different faiths in the world have different beliefs in terms of what gets you to the good place or the bad place Uh, actually also I should mention there are the other versions that say if you are like neither good enough nor bad enough that there is also the middle ground limbo that is just the okay place I suppose so whether you as a dm decide to do it you know the binary or try or something else entirely is you know as always up to you do you want it to be that there is a singular you know good or bad place do you want to use the more common dnd cosmology which is a totally different branch of afterlives basically where there are you know the there's the abyss where your soul can get pulled so there's hell there's the abyss so if you have like demons or devils as separate entities as is the canon then you could go to either bad place and each god has their own afterlife so that is another fun way that you could potentially play around with this which is just the idea of exactly what do gods do with the souls of their devout so do you want it to be the more kind of warrior after Life, where you know something like in Norse myth in Norse mythology, where you have Valhalla, where you know the souls of the righteous dead ascend after they die in battle, you know, or do you have you know the separate you know okay afterlife for those who you know die in their sleep, or you know how good or bad you can have as many afterlives as you want to do, but I would caution against having it be overly complicated because then that's just extra work for you. So how? Much much effort you want to put into your afterlives is, as always, you know, up to you. So do gods claim all souls that fall under their domain? Do they have claim over souls that worship them? So that's the more kind of big picture view that can be worth the consideration. So do gods just have automatic a good person dies but they don't have you know any faith towards a particular god then what happens to that person's soul do the gods just sort it out randomly do they just decide oh you know this person just lived in a cabin in the woods so the nature god can have them uh, or do you actually just decide to have the more mixed styles of afterlife do you have it be you know, someone dies and then if their soul is not aligned to a particular god, then maybe they just reincarnate. Or maybe you know, if they just die then their soul just you know, sinks into the earth and that is part of what powers, you know, the magic of the world is just as the population grows more and more souls merge into the earth. And then that could also be, you know, where druid magic comes from as like the spirits of these people merge into the earth. There's an infinite number of ways, as I so often say, about how you can choose to go about this. So how much you really want to do, just there's a few just big questions of just do you want to deal with it at all? Yes or no. If not, just hand wave it. The world just doesn't know what the afterlife is like. Resurrections happen and that's that. Then for resurrections themselves do people who have been resurrected remember? Is it just they don't remember anything from the other side or they do? And that also just has kind of interesting repercussions for the world because part of the reason that I feel that this discussion on the afterlife is so important is because in a DD d world that has resurrection, then that changes how people view life. So if people know for a fact that and afterlife exists in any form, then that changes how they act while alive. If we knew for a fact that heaven and hell existed, and we knew that this is how your soul gets judged, whether it is you know just some magic or a god or divine being of some kind judging you, if that is a fact and not an issue of faith, then it changes how it works. So if you know. That you are on a particular path, then you can know that, oh shit, I need to change my life because as it is now, I'm headed to the bad place and that would be unfortunate. On the other hand, maybe it's a different style of bad place where instead of eternity of torture, which I personally find to be kind of fucked up if you're just a little bit bad, but maybe it's something like, you know, you are punished in the bad place. Place, and every you know pain you feel from whatever punishment is inflicted on you bleeds the sins out of you until your soul is purified and then you might like get reborn to have another chance at life that is something that would actually make more sense just to me personally because eternity of torture is just not efficient in terms of man hours or demon hours you know what i mean so having that thought of what it actually does what it the purpose of your afterlife, and how much the people know are the very important questions to be asked as part of it. So, out of curiosity, Nathan, have you put thought into Riftwake's afterlife? Not at all. So, let's just say, let's kind of just workshop it here live, just for funsies. So, let's just say that Morris died. He, you know, has a bad result and just happens to die. What would happen then? So, if let's say Morris died and the party still had the potion, and if the potion were given to Morris and he wakes up, you know, a couple of days after his death, would you think it would make more sense for someone to remember an afterlife, to not remember an afterlife, or to simply feel that there is oblivion?
1: Well, they would simply feel that there's oblivion because the way that my gods work and sort of how my afterlife works. It's very simple. Effectively they would become part of the domain of the death god, whoever they may whoever that may be and become part of the Deaf god's power oh thank you for mentioning that that is another option
2: that i completely forgot to mention there actually are some religions in our world that have the interpretation that when you die that instead of actually just going to a good or bad place that you simply become absorbed into god in some form and simply you know, become one, which is actually kind of an interesting take of immortality, because you simply become one with you know your god. So that is a really interesting potential option for D and D's sake, because that could be why there isn't just an infinitely overflowing heaven. Because population is actually something that I think about a lot. I've mentioned a time or two that I have a strong interest in demographics, but heaven and hell has always bothered me when I think about that. Because if every single person who dies goes either up, down, limbo, or reincarnation in some combination, then that would mean then that the population is infinitely increasing as human population increases and dies over time. So having that interpretation of as people die, that they merge and become one with their God actually kind of makes sense to me from the meta perspective. And then also would kind of explain that if someone gets resurrected, then they would not really have any memory of that because then during that time, they are simply part of the collective and they don't have that individual individuality anymore to think, you know, I am me. And I just think that that's kind of cool. That is not the afterlife that i do myself but it is just a cool thought experiment to me but you know having the thought about you know population control in the afterlife you know is a silly thing to worry over but it is a thing that i do worry over so it's so think about for yourselves is afterlife a permanent thing is it eternity or is it finite in some way? Uh, actually, the Disney movie Coco has a kind of beautiful interpretation of the afterlife. I highly recommend that movie in general just because it's very pretty and just very, very good. I cried. It's lovely. Anyway, uh, they, they have an idea of the afterlife that is... You know, you exist in the afterlife for only as long as someone in the mortal world remembers you, and that is a really cool interpretation because that is just very different than most interpretations that I see. Like, it's not about good or bad; it is just about how well remembered are you, and then that creates some interesting implications on its own right. Because you know, damn it someone is, is still alive. Huh? D- damn it, Hitler is still alive in the afterlife. Damn it. Right. So that would mean that someone like Hitler would be, you know, damn near immortal because hopefully history never forgets that Hitler existed and was a monster. But on the other hand, that would also mean that all of, you know, the great heroes and good people of history would also be very much remembered. And it's just a cool, different kind of take. So let me also just use this uh, tangent on a tangent now to reiterate, there are many, many views on what an afterlife is like. Like. But that does not mean that you have to go with a standard afterlife. You can do whatever the fuck you want in your own world design. So do you want it to have it, everyone just reincarnates, they just, you know, have their memories cleared and get sent back, and that's that. And then maybe you could even have it be an in-world explanation of uh you know, maybe sorcerers in your world. Like the reason that they have that innate magical power is just like that they are a reincarnated soul. So that extra soul potential is what makes someone a sorcerer you know there's interpretations of just how you can choose to go about this in an infinite number of interesting ways so it could just be everyone reincarnates and that's that it could just be people die and that's it that there is no afterlife and that the reason that a resurrection spell works is that it actually just there isn't actually a soul but simply like the animating spirit like the thing that is used for a lot of other necromantic spells and magic items is simply recreated when you heal the body back to the point at which they died and that maybe there isn't actually souls in your world that is absolutely something that you can make the decision on as a dm or it could just be you know that you go to the afterlife of the god that you worship so if you worship a god of knowledge then you're able to just spend your afterlife you know researching for eternity but again i don't like the whole infinite afterlife because if everyone is infinitely alive and doing whatever then why aren't why isn't there impact of that if you have all the smartest people who have ever lived constantly pushing their research in heaven, and then nothing is done with that, I find that to be boring. So I like having the finite afterlife. So that is my admittedly biased opinion. So take that as you will. But think about do you just live in heaven for some amount of time? Or do you have it like you know, your body just reincarnates after a time, does your spirit just dissipate after some amount of time? So maybe that's why true resurrection can only bring back someone who died in the last 100 years. Because maybe a 100 years after you die, your spirit dissipates. So you have that finite afterlife. So there are kind of hints that things are not totally infinite. So that is, as always, worth consideration. So, So let me actually just now go on to just Describe just the afterlife that i decided to go for my own world so i'm sure this will come as a shock to none of you but it's logical because it's mine and a fucking course it is so the way that i had it so i mentioned uh in the gods episode on tuesday that it is new deities in my world so to deal with that the god of death who is uh dwarf basically set it up kind of as a bureaucracy. So it actually is like the bureaucracy of death. So when you die, you know, the deeds of your life basically are just gone through by, you know, people who work for the god of death because he has made the decision to delegate that task out to individuals. And so they judge what a person's deeds balance out to. And in the event of, you know, them being good, then they can go to the afterlife of their choice. So they can just choose, you know, I was not particularly faithful, but, you know, now that I'm dead, I think that, you know, the afterlife of the god of war is not for me. So maybe I like the god of nature to just have a, you know, peaceful Elysian Fields st- style of afterlife. Or, you know, when a barbarian dies, maybe he'll choose to go to the god of war and, you know, fight the the endless demons and devils that are trying to cause chaos so they get that afterlife of you know extra battle and warfare you know or you know there is you know the god of knowledge option etc etc so you have the option to choose if you are amongst the good but in the event that you're not amongst the good then there are a few things that can happen like it could be that you know maybe you are actually particularly faithful but evil in that situation then that person may actually still get to go to the god's afterlife if they're useful, but with some kind of magical restriction on them that if they betray anyone else in that afterlife, then their soul is simply unmade and incapable of resurrection or reincarnation. Because one little detail of resurrection that a lot of people just don't think about is that every single spell that resurrects someone says that the soul has to be free and willing. And if you are an evil person, it is entirely possible that whoever has dominion over your soul can just say, no, fuck you, you don't get to go back. And that, I think, would make a lot more sense in a high magic world like DD than just everyone gets to come back if they're resurrected and also explains why most bad guys stay dead when they die on the other hand i do actually have another option where if someone who is evil has a resurrection attempted that because it is the bureaucracy of death then there is an option available to them to make a contract so basically they can become kind of hitmen of death where they basically get told "All right, we'll allow you to get resurrected but you have to kill five other people who are at least this evil to send their souls along so it's almost a pyramid scheme of killing other bad people and you can also have it be like in the event that you still are evil after your resurrection or just like don't toe the line of whatever contract we agree to then and in the event of your second death, then your soul is unmade and you are just removed from any cycle of reincarnation or any type of long afterlife. And most bad guys are terrified of the idea of non-existence. So more often than not, they would toe that line. So by having it be that more kind of bureaucratic thing, honestly, that has opened up a lot of really fun roleplay opportunity just for me and my own players, because most of my players are assholes. They listen to this. They know it. It's true. (laughs) Anyway. So they have seen before that in the event of an evil character dying, I have then had that be a role play opportunity at the table for them trying to make their bargain with death. Of like, okay, look, you've done X, Y, Z bad things. So in order for us to allow you to come back, you have to agree to do at least X good deeds to balance out, you know, your karma. So in D anD D, you can actually use karma as a literal thing. I want to say there's actually a literal karma sidebar option in the Dungeon Master's Guide in the Dungeon Master's Workshop. So take a look. And there's also potentially other options, or you could just kind of hand wave it of how good or bad the character is. But the point being, there are roleplay opportunities with resurrection and the afterlife. So it could be, do, do they allow resurrection at all? So we talked way back in the death episode about having potential restrictions on resurrection and so this gives you that other path of how to do it instead of tweaking the resurrection spell you just pay more attention to that soul must be free and willing So by having, you know, gods and demons, like keeping claim on the souls that they have, that would restrict evil people coming back. But by having there be that other option, like I said, so we talked that, you know, magical contracts do technically exist in D&D. We mentioned that in our Devils episode the other day. So taking use of the things that are spelled out in other books and other sections can very much give you more opportunities on how to play around with the afterlife. So, In summary, what you want to happen after people die in your D&D world is 100% up to the DM's choice. The big question that you need to ask yourself is, do I want to actually have it spelled out? Do I want to have the the people in the world know what the afterlife is? And how much effort do I want to take in its variability? And you can choose to make it simple, you can choose to make it complicated, you can and tweak it in a myriad of ways to make the world how you want it to be and it creates a lot of potential avenues for interesting world building.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tier starts at slow dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind the scenes content only access to episodes access to the Patreon Discord where we will chat with the cast and even a shout-out on the show. Find us on social media, on Twitter at Riffwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash podcast. And now send us an email, riffs and rules at gmail.com. That's riffs and rules at gmail.com. Thanks for
0: listening. Bye.